Welcome to the Deep Work Podcast with Anthony Lucarini. This is episode number three. If you haven't caught episodes number one or two yet, I'd encourage you to go back and check those out. In both weeks one and two, I had the opportunity to sit down with some friends who were able to deliver just some incredible insight into their deep work. So I don't want you to miss that. But um, today, I've really been looking forward to today's conversation, selfishly, of course, because I gain so much every time um, him and I have the chance to talk or jump on the phone or do ministry together. So I can't wait for you, the listener, to meet my friend, Kevin Kubandi. What is up, Kevin? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Dude, it's so good to get on with you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I've actually been really looking forward to this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive into some, some deep talk today. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So I know you well, but would love to just introduce you to the listeners. Give me like three quick facts about you, who you are, where you work, all that fun stuff. Awesome. So, um, yeah, my name is Kevin Kubandi. I work for North Point Ministries. Um, I am one of the student directors, um, over at Gwinnett Church, I'm super passionate about loving and um, loving and serving students, but also advancing the kingdom of God. So I'm I'm one of those guys that I would like to say I pride myself on being kingdom minded um, and trying to help everybody um, advance forward in their ministry or whatnot. So, yeah, that's that's me in a, a little bit of a nutshell. Also born in the Republic of Congo, Zaire, Central Africa, um, and have been living in the States for the past 17 years. So. Let's yeah, go. Man. Dude, we have had some really cool opportunities just to do ministry together. Uh, and I think I benefit just as much from that as when we just jump on the phone together. Um, already just prepping for this episode. We just we were like, we have to go and hit record because there is just, <laughs> man, and, and I'll get into this, but there's a depth about you that just flows from you so mm. naturally that I can't wait to just, um, hopefully there's not, a, maybe there's a better word for this, but just expose on this podcast. Uh, because I <laughs> yeah. think it's just a gift that you have that I just want to share with everybody. Um, dude, yeah, one of the, the funniest, coolest conversations we had, shortest conversations actually, um, last year I came out of surgery. Um, not even going to mention what the surgery was for. Those who are close to me can laugh about that later, but, um, came yeah. out of surgery. My wife hands me the phone and then I get a phone call literally in the, the post-op. Um, I'm still coming down from the medicine and it's Kevin Kubandi. <laughs> and, uh, my wife looks at me, she's like, you're going to answer the phone. I was like, it's Kevin. Yeah. So jump on the phone <laughs> with you. We had a fun conversation. Um, don't remember That's what awesome. I said. That's probably because of the surgery, but, um, um, you're one of the guys that like, when you're calling, I'm answering, man. I always, man, just, I appreciate that, Anthony. Appreciate that. Heck yeah. Dude. Yeah. And I'm also, I was really, when you wanted to do this, this idea, we, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago and you're like, yo, it's happening. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. For me, I thought this was the most organic thing to you hmm. to start as a project. Um, just because your curiosity, um, your desire, your eagerness to learn and apply. Like some people love to have tons of knowledge, um, but they don't always apply the things that they learn. Um, and every time I've seen you from a distance, I've seen, okay, I see he's making that adjustment or he's yeah, applying yeah. that. So dude, I, it's, it's awesome to be around a constant learner because it mm. fuels me to be a constant learner. So yeah. I'm excited, man. Dude, I appreciate that big time. Let me let me try to be humble. Maybe hopefully it's not false humility for a second. Um, so, <laughs> man, I feel like God's really taken me through this process over the last few years. Been a student pastor going into my fourth uh, school year, and um, man, the first two years that was like Ooh. I don't know what I'm doing. Let me jump on the phone with guys who know what they're doing. Like I know nothing. Great, you're giving me that. I have no choice but to apply this because like <laughs> or implement this. Yeah. Man, I don't know what I'm doing. So you're doing that. Great, I'm going to do that. And it's been really cool because over the last man maybe year or so. 
Um, I've really just noticed the shift in, in my leadership um, as people have called that out of me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm never going to say that I know what I'm doing. I'm never going to like be cynical of what other people are doing because I'm doing it better because that's not it. I'm always going to remain curious. I'm going to be a lifelong learner. That's one of my mission statements that I have for my life. But um, it's been really cool to, to understand and have that self-awareness that, man, I have something to give now. Um, I'm not going to hold that in. So thank you for that compliment on the podcast. And that's kind of just even more so the heartbeat behind that where, okay, let's, let's give it away. Whatever we got, let's give it away. And you've been so good to do that to me. So I want to be a faithful steward of, of the wisdom and knowledge that you passed along to me and give that to whoever wants to listen. I appreciate that. That will, that will carry me for the next few weeks. Just (laughs) that. (laughs) that's awesome. Dude, got to return the favor. You've done that for me so many times. Dude, one thing that I want to, like I said, it's, it's the depth about you that I just, I can't even ignore every time we talk. Um, but I want to bring up our last time that not last time we talked, but last time that we did ministry together, this was uh, mm-hmm. middle of lockdown, middle of quarantine, middle of pandemic. And um, we were yeah. trying to pivot a little bit and um, we were doing our services online. We called it midweek live, had a ton of fun with that, but um, man, it's exhausting. These communications guys who are working Instagram, working all the videos, working the, all that stuff, man, props to them. Cause I had to do a lot of that for our student ministry in the middle of that time. And that's mm-hmm. difficult in the middle of trying to come up with all the, the normal youth ministry stuff. So um, yeah. we decided, hey, let's get some of our um, speakers who have poured in our ministry in the past. Let's get them on. And uh, so we brought you mm-hmm. on, did an interview. And man, I don't say this lightly, but some of your advice in the middle of lockdown and, and that hectic part of life, some of your wisdom, what you had to share was some of the wisest, most practical wisdom that I received from anybody um, in the middle of that wow. time. Um, and being, wow. you know, a millennial, I'm all over the internet. I'm all over listening to, you know, guys who are crushing it. And man, it was your words that really gave me a lot of life in that time. Um, wow. Thank so, you for saying that. Absolutely, man. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. And uh, yeah, man, what yeah. I want to just highlight out of this, we were talking about this before, not saying I, I didn't set you up well for that conversation, but I wish I could have set you up better. Um, just in the middle of that, I sent you a text outline. Hey man, here's what the conversation is going to look like, like, look like I'm going to invite you on. We're going to talk about quarantine and, uh, here's the subject. And, uh, then we're going to close. And that was like, you know, maybe a little more than that, but, and then you came on with just this wisdom. And I think what that speaks to Andy Minio says it best when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Um, man, it's, it's what you're doing again in your private life, in your, your time away from camera off stage, stuff like that, that's setting you up for moments like this. So Man, I don't know if there's a a rhythm, a routine, or a formula to this. I know part of that is just God's gifting on your life, but I would just love, man, just to hear your side of those things. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for asking. Um, I so I think one of the, the cheat codes that I've had in, in my life is I've been surrounded by people that generally love Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and when you're around friends and family that are passionately pursuing after Jesus. There's not a lot of like surface level conversations. Yeah. You're constantly hearing things that are sharpening you and challenging your thought process. Like a, oh. a, a regular hangout or a lunch turns into just deeper, um, not just theological, but just real life, practical, following Jesus conversations, you know, and you get to see different facets. You get to see your friends and family when they're healthy and, and Mm. they're passionately pursuing Jesus. And then you also get to see them when they're not healthy, but they're still, whether it's a walk or a crawl, um, they're still going after Jesus. So being around that, 
um, is really iron sharpening iron. Um, so I, I have the benefit of having people that are always pouring into me and me having the opportunity to pour into others. And the more I pour out, the more God fills. Um, so for me, I think it's really been a huge blessing of the people that I've surrounded myself with, um, that have fueled, um, the direction of my life, the quality of my life, and even to the point of the quality of my conversations with people. Um, and then also I have, I just have a desire to truly know Jesus, like just to know him. Um, in that way, when, when you are around Jesus, you just naturally reflect Jesus, you know, it's just, yeah. I can't control it. You know, I, I am who I'm like, who I'm around and the more mm-hmm. I'm around Jesus, yeah. the more I'm eager to either share something I've heard or, um, share, share an experience. And it's just organic. It's not like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm waiting to share this verse that I just read this morning. It's just that, Hey, as, as the flow of conversation goes, something that I read a week ago or something that I listened to like months ago, just comes up and it's like, boom, okay. That's why the Holy Holy Spirit deposited that in me. It wasn't just for me, but it was for somebody else to flourish, Mm. you know? So good. So good. Dude, I got to see that um, pretty recently, actually. It was right at the end of quarantine. We all went out and hung out. It was me and some friends and had a new new friend in town and had an old friend in town. And one of the guys who was kind of new to his faith uh, in the last really two years started taking Jesus seriously. And um, it was really funny because uh, we had a great time that night. Just It was just chill. We got food, hung out, whatever. Um, saw him a few days later. And he's like, dude, the other night was so good. And I was like, yeah, dude, like, it was a ton of fun. And um, he's like, we didn't even like do Bible study or anything. And I'm like, no, he didn't. what do you mean? And he's like, no, I mean, like, you know, we had like awesome, just, it was just so great being around other believers. And, um, we didn't even have to do this big in-depth study of, of Jesus or the Holy Spirit or anything like that. And it was, man, that's just where the conversation naturally goes. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. 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 Show me your, I think that's also one of the challenging things of working at, at churches. Um, the size that we work at is we do ministry, but there's not always space for fellowship. You know, like people come in, they receive a program in many ways, um, but there, there isn't that um, that time where we just are sitting and doing life together, where Jesus is present, and the Holy Spirit is moving, but we're we're not like dissecting scripture, or we're not listening to a sermon, or worshiping us, worshiping, listening to song. It's just the Holy Spirit is speaking through us as we do life together, um, and those things are so rejuvenating. That's why I like small groups are so powerful. Yeah. You know, having a group of people that you do life with is so powerful because those moments of fellowship, I mean, the con- okay, our students will rarely remember the sermons that we preach, yeah. but they will definitely remember our interactions and the conversations mm-hmm. that we have with Absolutely. them and the way we made them feel. Fellowship, yeah. communion with each other um, is one of the most powerful things um, that we have as a tool uh, as believers. That's why people always feel rejuvenated once they're like, man, I want more of that. I wish church yeah. was more like that yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. It's like those moments are so powerful and pivotal in, in yeah. us growing in our faith. Absolutely. And I, that's something that I've been on over the last little while as, as I've watched uh, just students and watch people do life and watch things work and things not work. It's just how do we make this more organic? Because I think so often, especially in the church world, where a lot of what we do is design programs, it's design cur- curriculum, design like how do we create space? And man, part of that is, I think people need to pursue that on their own because it's about doing mm-hmm. life together, not doing an hour together on a Monday night where we sit down and watch a video and then talk about it. Cause that's not, that's not always real life. 
you know mm-hmm. what is real life yeah. is the tv shows i'm watching and then then that's where that natural conversation comes and it's like it's not forced it's not there's not expectations yeah. on it there's not you know this this weird thing i think some of the best accountability i ever had um in bible school mm-hmm. a few years ago naturally of course great accountability is going to come from bible school but it was like yeah. a bunch of us chasing the lord together for a year so naturally i mean those those friendships really just form and mm-hmm. i thought it was funny because I mean, you have your people that you have, like, just like Jesus, you have your 12, you got your group, but then you got like your guys. And I had mm-hmm. uh, two of my guys that were just like my guys. It wasn't, what am I doing today? It's what are we doing today? And um, I just remember so specifically, you're talking about the moments that we remember. Um, we had our, our small group accountability groups. We met on a lunch on Monday and loved those guys that were in that group, but they weren't my, my other two guys who I was super tight with. And I remember we were going to Taco Bell one time. And one of the guys was like, man, guys, I just gotta, I gotta get this out. And he just like talked about something he needed to share and something he needed accountability in. And like, I just remember just a marker in my mind, just a, a moment in, in my life where I was like, this is what it is. Like, this is living life in, in Jesus community, in, you know, in fellowship, in accountability. Like it's, it's natural, it's organic. I think one of the most powerful symbolic signs of ministry that Jesus did was how he walked out life with his disciples, hmm. how he was, how he was patient with them in their ignorance, how he was loving to them when they didn't even love themselves, like hence Peter, Um, how he would challenge their thought process, how he would challenge their their ambition of wanting something outside of the kingdom. They wanted Jesus and something else. Those, Those moments of conversation that Jesus has with his disciples are some of the most powerful examples of how we can see life on life discipleship and ministry right so for me yeah the miracles amazing the sermon on the mount powerful how jesus loved people like the son of god dwelt among us in all aspects he ate with us he he attended weddings he he was present in people's lives he fed people like to me god caring so much about us and and jumping into our lives and engaging in our lives mm. is such a powerful example of how we need as ministers and just believers yeah. need to engage in the lives of the people around us, you know? Absolutely. Dude. And when you look at just the settings of the, you mentioned, you know, it was the weddings, it was the the dinners. I mean, like there's a yeah. book, I think it's called ordinary. It just talks about, okay, Jesus did a lot of ministry over meals. Like how many meals are you <laughs> yeah. doing with people? How, how often are you eating uh, with others? How long, how often are you just spending time, in just natural community in these conversations coming up. It's not, you know, Jesus, yes, he had the Sermon on the Mount, but this wasn't him just preaching the whole time. This was him life on life. Uh, I learned, I heard something yesterday. It was talked, um, it was the uh, apostle disciple, or what was it? Spiritual discipline of walking. And just how often Jesus, you know, if you look at how he got from place to place, it was walking. And, you know, it, it's just crazy. Like that's where a lot of these conversations were coming. It wasn't in the synagogues. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't only the Sermon on the Mount. It was in the little conversations at the at the meals while walking from space to space. You know, Jesus did did absolutely. I love that you love that you brought that up, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's and he was never in a rush. And that's to me, that's like, there's no question Jesus was busy. There's no question yeah. that he had priorities, right? Like, there's no question that. I mean, even him meeting the woman at the well, he had. He had to yeah. go that way because he he had an appointment with her, you know. Yeah. Um, but he was never in a rush, and it's yeah. and for us, I think it's such a great lesson of like be present, mm. you know, like be present in what you're doing. It doesn't mean you have to be lazy or n- not preoccupied of what needs to be done, 
but be present in in what you're doing and don't try to skip this moment to try to get to the next moment because yeah. this moment is powerful you know yeah 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 absolutely jesus is doing miracles on the way to go do miracles like he's loving people <laughs> exactly on the way to go do what he's supposed to go do like exactly that, that's such a good practical you know takeaway for for us today because how in our western world it's it's one thing after another i have my focus planner right here love that thing mm-hmm. uh, literally today it's okay recording this from this to this time and then right after this i have to be here and i have about four things back to back to back and it's like when if i'm not careful if, if i'm not intentional i'm not creating margin in my life and uh, mm-hmm. if I'm not creating margin, man, I'm, I'm missing the many moments. I'm missing God speaking to me. John Mark Comer talks about it in his book, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Um, man, such a good book. But he talks about people yeah. these days aren't bored. Like we're not, we constantly have that phone in our hands. We constantly have access to everything in the world. So we're constantly filling our brains. We're filling our moments with, with uh, things that don't matter when, man, how often does God speak to us when we're, when we're bored, when we don't have an aim to go do something? I think I get a lot of sermon ideas when I'm in the shower, when it's like, I can't have the phone in my hand, when I can't, I'm not doing anything, you know? And uh, it makes me really want to create more of that margin in, in my life. I, the, the shower and the car. Yes. My, I, get, I have a long commute and the, I just literally driving back, um, I was with my, my sister and I just like, as I was processing, I was just thinking of, um, like I was just thinking about certain conversations, like faith conversations of where our students are at and some of the things that like they are believing in this season that are not biblical and like how we can redirect um, those like non-biblical beliefs. And as I'm just driving and honestly, I don't like to take credit for take (laughs) credit for it myself. I think in those moments, I'm like praying for my students and speaking to God about my students. I think the Holy Spirit just deposits things to like make me step into those things you know what i'm saying yeah 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 absolutely and that's that's you being intentional with that that margin you know because mm-hmm. what you could do is flip i mean i've really challenged myself lately not to get on spotify while i'm driving mostly partially because it's not safe you know but um <laughs> i think more so even um because i'm having to you know choose the music and then interact with the music rather than god and you know especially if i'm you know middle of the day not feeling some slow worship want to throw on some hip-hop or something like that you know i have to intentionally be like okay god you know what no i'm gonna turn that off i'm gonna either go radio or i'm gonna even turn this off and be like i want this time with you but man it's so easy to not be intentional with those times and to fill our space and fill our day and miss whitman what happens when you you miss the moments where where the holy spirit's wanted to deposit something into your life that's man i'm not gonna say that's like i know that you know, God's going to work all things together. And I'm not saying that like, okay, if you don't spend this one minute with God where he's going to deposit this incredible thought, that's going to be some kid not receiving salvation. But at the same time, like, man, your faithfulness to listen to that is going to result in God using that. Um, and maybe exactly. even for someone's salvation or sanctification or, um, you know, <laughs> making them exactly. more like Christ. Exactly. I, I, and we ultimately, dude, we're just messengers. Mm. We're just messengers. Like I got most of, the more I, I I'm in this um, space, the more I'm like, yo, my job is really to get out of the way mm-hmm. of God. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Is to just uh, is just say, hey, this is this is what God wants for you, or create spaces yeah. where God can move in people's lives and to get out of His way. Because oftentimes, yeah. what I want to do or what I perceive God is going to do may not be what He wants to do, and I need yeah. to be a piece of that, right? And yeah. And a lot of times it's probably not the way that I envision it. The life change is going to happen the way that I envision it to be. Many times it's just like, yo, 
you were literally all you're supposed to do is just pass the baton and then get get out of the way yeah, so that somebody yeah. else, you know, can take it where it needs to go or the Holy Spirit can take it where it needs to go. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think being just everything you're saying, yes and amen, and, and also learning, okay, when is it time for me to just step out of the way and just like yeah. – and, and let these students process with this or let these leaders process with this or let, let who I'm ministering to process with this and let the Holy Spirit do what only he mm. can do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on a practical note, is there anything that you've found helpful to do that? And I know part of that is just, man, when you're in prayer, when you're in the word and just knowing, reminding yourself like who you are and what you're designed to do. And that is to get out of the way. And that is to let the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. work and let God do his thing. But is there anything any reminders, anything that you keep in front of you um, that reminds you to get out of the way? Yeah, uh, being a student of myself, mm. being a student of myself, who I was six years ago, um, who, I, who, I was, who I was three years ago, who I was before this pandemic, yeah. right? It, it may not be who I think I am. So being mm. a student of myself um, and being a student of myself looks look like this. We just took, a, I just took an Enneagram test. It's a personality yeah. test. So I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, after I've done taking that test, what are the things, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are the things that I need to look out for, right? Yeah. When I'm leading, when I'm doing life with people, like I need to be able to pick up those things. And then also mentorship and community again. It's like, yo, like, what are you seeing in me right now? Like what, as I'm speaking these things, as I'm, as I'm processing these things, what are you picking up from the words that I'm saying? So um, being a student of myself and making sure what, are, how do I know I'm being healthy right now? How do I know I'm not yeah. being healthy? Like um, for me, just naturally for me, working out is a priority um, just because it does something for me mentally and emotionally, you know? Yeah. And I think it does it for everybody, but I like lean towards that because it's my natural way of like, okay, this is how it gets yeah. me focused. This is how I release stress. Um, so being able, so if I go a week, or a few days without doing that why right like yeah, is it yeah. is it for a good reason like hey this is just a busy time we're planning something and i just didn't yeah. get the time to get in the gym totally understandable right? right but if it's like yo i don't have the desire or the want yeah. to be in the gym that's that's the dangerous sign you know yeah yeah dude and you said you're saying that uh working out is you know it's good for you um i gotta ask you when's the last time you hooped how often are you playing ball these days well, because of the pandemic, not that much <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, but I am actually working out about like anywhere between four to six times, uh, six times a week. So yeah. it's now my morning routine. I used to be an afternoon person, but now right. I'm a morning person um, just because I feel like I'm more productive throughout the day. Um, but that is the one thing I'm trying to get our, yeah. our, some of the guys <laughs> on our staff to get back together and play ball. Because it's also that's just a great way to do fellowship. It's a great way to yeah. do community, uh, and it's also a great workout. I don't have to be on a treadmill for yeah. like thirty minutes. I can just we can play ball for yeah, a couple hours, and I'm great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta admit something. Have you to you. Had, I, yeah. I've barely been playing, mostly because of the pandemic. I, I want to say mostly because of pandemic because of the pandemic it's also really hot down here it's been hard to get in some gyms um maybe that's an excuse but here's what i have to admit i'm i think i'm getting old um like i'm not playing much ball anymore i'm picking up the old man sports like during uh quarantine i started playing tennis um oh that's good i'm pretty decent at tennis i think it's just the natural athlete in me and now i'm trying to pick golf back up just being down to hilton head um man it's just the retirees that's just what we do down here um 
and I'm yeah. it's it's slowly coming back. It's not there right now. Uh, when I first went out, yeah. somebody brought me out. I felt like the ten year old. They're like, oh, I'm gonna bring my son along today, and it's like, oh, yeah. you don't have to hit this hole. Like, what? No, that's an insult, but also kind of true. I don't want to mess up your game. Um, so yeah. the athlete in me is kind of questioning my, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> I'm actually, but that's the thing. The thing that, like, how how old are you right now? Twenty seven. Okay, that's awesome. Like, I I think around like because I'm just about to turn thirty, and I'm I'm in a season right now where I'm coming at peace with the fact that I'm involved. Yep. So some of the things like I'm always gonna love basketball, but like. Yeah. Golf is starting to like interest me a little yeah. bit, you know. Like I'm like, and before when I was just like, I would never play golf. Right, it's golf so slow, it's so boring. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm looking at golf. I'm like, yo, I could play that till like I'm like 65 or right. 70. Like that might be the move, dude. I don't know if that's like <laughs> when I'm thinking those same thoughts. I don't know if that's me talking or my knees talking because those four years of college ball destroyed my knees. <laughs> so physically, that's the old man's coming out. Gosh. Anyway, back to some 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 deep work here. I mean, clearly basketball, working out, working out actually. Yeah. Um, but anyway, dude, uh, you're a phenomenal communicator. I just want to know real quick, man. Like, how have you developed that? When did you discover that that's something you're skilled in? That God's placed that that gifting in you. Good question. Good question. I, to be honest with you, um, I, for me, it's always having a humble pursuit of mm. being a better communicator. That's the key yeah. thing. Um, I don't try to think too highly of myself as a communicator and I discipline myself to consistently do the same things in the sense of in preparation, time and preparation, um, reps and studying. Now, the tough thing being a communicator and, and just <laughs> for some people, it may be easier than others is listening to yourself. Yeah, it's literally yeah. like going back and listening to your own talk. Because there are moments, as soon as it's, you're like, oh, I hate my voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I wish I didn't say it that way. Oh, yeah. gosh. Like, so being um, Andy, our, our senior pastor, Andy Stanley, our senior pastor, always says, you're not going to get better at communication if you're not willing to listen to yourself. Mm, yeah. You're not going to get better. So un- unless you're willing to sit and and see, okay, this is where I'm, uh, this is where I'm not as strong and I need to get better at this. Um, like, for me, People always talk about the beginning part of the sermon, like the connection part where I like, I'll tell a funny story or, oh man, I love your mom's accent or like, man, that story that you told about your sister, like, yeah. like, stu- and especially when they're middle school, middle school students, yeah. they always talk about the funny parts. Right. Yeah. Um, but for me, that's actually the hardest part to write mm. in preparing. That is the hardest part for me to yeah. put down. I know guys that like, like read more, like uh, basically older brother and like a a mentor to me when it comes to communicating to him that's the easiest part like he'll show me and he taught me how to how to communicate so he walked me through the whole process Mm. of it um he's over he's over at passion he's there if you're if your people don't know he's over at passion he's there family yeah um he's over college and middle school and, and high school over like all students from 13 to 25 he taught me how to communicate and um he naturally is very good at coming up with funny and connective yeah. things in a story. Like he just does it talking, right? Yeah. So like he'll show me his outline and I'll be like, so uh, where are the connection <laughs> points? Like right. where are the, and he's just like, oh, that comes up, that comes to me naturally. Like that, that comes to the reps. For me, I actually have to write those things down. Yeah. Like those things yeah. I have to like process to them, work on the delivery on stuff like that. Um, 
and the scripture part is the thing that comes the most natural to mm. me just because I'm like a, a, a nerd of, of yeah. the Bible. So to yeah. me, sitting in the weeds of scripture and translation and commentary is awesome. I love that thing, but it may not be relevant to the listener, right? Mm. So understanding, okay, how much do they need to chew on, right? Mm. Like, am I, am, I giving, um, uh, am I giving my students a medium rare steak when they need it well done and chopped up so that they can receive it better, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like studying um, how I communicate and, and constantly trying to improve, um, allowing people into the process, allowing mm-hmm. people to say, hey, like you can communicate this a little bit better or um, this is a different approach that you need to have or why did you add that to that? And being okay with that, being yeah. vulnerable um, and, and allowing people to speak into those things. And then one key thing that I'm learning in this season, my communication, how I preach on Sunday, doesn't affect God's love for me on Monday morning. Mm, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. So like yep. I, I, I for, for a while got into the trap of, you know, God loves me if I do well on stage mm. this Sunday. And that is so far from the truth. God is, yeah. God is, God is pleased with me before I got on stage and he'll be yeah. pleased with me when I get off stage. Right. Absolutely. So and not taking through. those things, not taking those things personally so that it allows me to be freed up to learn and become yeah. better um, yeah. at, at this craft. So yeah, those are, those are the key things that I've learned in the season, you know, like constantly try to improve a lot yeah. of people into the process um, and don't take it, don't take it too personally, like mm. take it personally because we're, yeah. we're communicating the gospel, but yeah. it's not, it's not what defines me, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. what defines me at the end of the day. Like I'm just a mouthpiece. God is yeah. the one that does the life change. Yeah, dude. So good. So good. Seriously. Um, and now we're moving on to a part of the conversation that has been man, one of my favorite parts over the last few weeks. And it's put me on. Um, man, I would love, Kevin, if you could put me on to whatever has your attention right now, um, whatever is fueling you, whatever you're reading, whatever you're learning, whatever you're listening to, whether it be podcasts, sermons, comedians, anything like that. So just put me on. Yeah. Um, Darius Daniels um, is someone that I'm just studying a lot of his moves right now. His communication's incredible. Um, and just the way that he breaks down scripture. And then also like, um, the, 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 the stuff that he does for, for outside supplementary content that he makes for his church for whether it's their men's group or, um, or the people in relationships at his church, it's just been awesome just to learn, um, from that and just yeah. hear him communicate. Um, how I built this is an amazing podcast that I, I just yeah. love listening to that. I love listening to um, how obviously how people built it, how built, how people build stuff, but the resiliency in doing it, um, that every story of success comes with, um, moments of failure and seeing how people overcome those failures and persevere through them. Um, I think it's just been awesome for me to, to listen to, um, and, and who else, um, Man, for students, I would I would be cautious of this person just because he uses colorful language, but his information is incredible. Um, Gary V is one of the one of my favorite people just to listen to because um, one of the things that I love about him and that he's kind of really pushed me into doing is to be very cautious of who you you allow to speak into your life, but then also being able to be confident in what is in you, what has been put in you. And I, to yeah. me, as a believer, I translate that as I'm confident in what God has put in me. Yeah. 
There's only one me. There's only God is going to use me in a unique and specific way. And I need to be comfortable in my uncomfortableness in certain things, mm -hmm. right? I need to be okay yeah. with the fact that, hey, I may only be able to see this because only God meant for me to see this, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and he's yeah. working in me to be able to communicate this better to people and move my team along. But I need to be comfortable in the fact that, yo, I see things differently and not to like minimize that, but to actually say, oh, this is actually something that God has put in me. Let me flourish it and let me make it um, more approachable to others. So um, that's one thing that Gary, Gary's very B has pushed me a lot in is like, yo, be yourself. Be yourself, you know. I yeah. Reed is an amazing communicator. I'm not. I'm not him. You know. You're an amazing <laughs> yeah. leader, Anthony, but I'm not you. Mm. Who Who am I? I can learn from both of y'all, but who am I? And how do I apply who I am to the space that God has allowed me to steward? Wow, so good. And that's that's something you got to continually go back to as well. You know, because there's mm -hmm. going to be seasons. There's going to be moments. I know man, that's something I've been confident in. And I, that's something I've continued to learn in, but then, okay, here comes quarantine. Here comes a time where you got student ministries. Everybody's uh, pivoting everybody's favorite word through quarantine and everybody's learning mm -hmm. to do new things. So it automatically I mean, you had a conversation where we were like, Hey, elevation youth is crushing it. So then automatically yeah. you start looking there and you're like, man, I got to make an Easter video about uh, Tim Summer shooting everybody with a paintball gun. Like, you know, like, yeah. and they're just crushing it in all these crazy ways, but it's like, all right, I'm not them. Our ministry is not them, but personally I am not, him, I'm not that leader. I'm not you. I'm not, you know, and yeah. and I love that. And that's part of even what I want to do with this podcast. And I want to, I want to create a, a one-off where it's just like, man, we can learn from each other without copying each other. We can, Absolutely. you know, we can learn to grow together. We can innovate together. And part of that is that when I define innovation with, with this setting, it's all right, Kevin, you're doing things well. I'm doing things well. How can I take what you're doing and implement that into my life without changing who I am? Um, yep. Amen. So yep. I think, I think that's awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Anything else? Awesome. Any books you're reading right now? Oh, man. You know, I am <laughs> going over um, our lead pastor's book, the four book, the four Gwinnett book. Um, the funny thing is we always make fun of the fact that, like, he wrote the book. Um, he wrote the book for businesses, but we've lived the mission out, right? The, I don't know if you're familiar with our four mission. Um, but basically we want to let our whole community know that we are for them. And that is the forefront mm -hmm. of the church for far too long. The church yeah. has been known for what it's against yep. and we want to be a church to be known for what it's for. Um, so as I'm reading this, I, even though I've lived it, I'm actually finding out, Oh, okay. So this is where he came up with some of these ideas and this is how we can apply it, not only in our church, but yeah. this is how the business world applies it. Um, so I would definitely recommend That's checking cool. out the four yeah. book. Um, it just really lets people know, okay. Like Jesus was not, we don't know Jesus. And this is funny. I even think the most of the world doesn't know Jesus about the things that he didn't like. Mm -hmm. People always talk about, man, Jesus was like loving and he was accepting. People that don't even believe in Jesus like Jesus, yeah. right? Because yeah. they knew what he was for and they yeah. knew he was for people, right? They may not know all the details about it, but they knew he was for people. And yeah. I think that's why the message has lived on for so long. And I think as believers, we need to do a good job of representing what we are for instead of what we're against. Mm, don't know us by our love. Come on now. Come heck on now. Yeah. Heck yeah. So good. Well, Kevin, I wish we had two hours. I wish we had three hours. I, man. Yeah, and, I was just, I was like <laughs> loving this. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah, dude. And man, I, I think what I got to say in the beginning is rung true again. And it will time and time again. That when I get on with you, it's never, man, it's never a surface level conversation. It is, there is a depth about you 
that naturally uh, comes out in the words that you say and the ideas that you have and where the conversation goes. Um, when it came to thinking through this conversation, I was like, you know what? There's no planning that needs to happen, really. It's more of just like, let's let's just see where this thing goes. And um, it, awesome. this has blessed me big time. So uh, I just want to say thank you for this time. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for supporting me and believing in me and all that you've had to say about about me. That just every time I don't take that that lightly, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. You are truly an incredible leader. Um, and I just, man, don't stop doing this. Don't ever stop. Like, and I know in different seasons, it's going to look differently. Yeah. But what you're doing is unifying in, in, in a way the kingdom. Because like, because of you, I know that people are connected to you. Um, I want to be connected to, you know? So I've even, even like some of the people that you've had come out on um your nights um to speak at celebration nights speak to your students um i've even started following some of those those (laughs) pastors and i'm like yo i would love to connect with some of these people so i love like the culture that you're that you're creating um for the kingdom of saying hey let's not look at each other from a distance and compare each other let's collaborate let's learn from each other let's build bridges because at the end of the day we're all in this together so Thank you for exemplifying that, especially in our generation, because it fuels me to do the same, you know, in my space. Dude, I appreciate that more than more than you'll ever know. And I appreciate you being willing to just pour into my life in so many ways, dude. Well, I just want to say thank you for joining us on the Deep Work podcast today. For any links, show notes, or any additional resources mentioned in today's episode, go to my Instagram page. It is at Anthony Lucarini. If you need help spelling that, it is um, in the title of this podcast. You can uh, find all of this in my bio, and I'd encourage you to keep up with Kevin Kubandi. Kubandi. Man, butcher yeah. that. He's tagged on my Instagram page as well. And lastly, if you're enjoying the Deep Work podcast, I got to say this. It's going to help me big time if you um, rate this, subscribe it, and share it. We will see you next Monday for episode number four of the Deep Work podcast. Yeah.